Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. What does motion sound like? With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. Let's break down a bunch of rookies we haven't talked about recently. Up next on Fantasy Baseball Today in 5. Welcome into FBT in 5 on Tuesday, June 13th. I am Frank Sample, joined by Scott White. And let's check in on some of those rookies that we haven't mentioned in a while, Scott. And we'll start with two corner infielders. Brett Beatty and Matt Mervis. Beatty is batting 228 with four home runs and a 663 OPS. Matt Mervis, 165 batting average with three homers and a 33% strikeout rate. Uh, do these players need to be rostered right now? What are your thoughts? Well, what's fun about this is we're in a 24-team dynasty league together, the Scott White Dynasty League, as it's uh, popularly known. I am trying to acquire Brett Beatty from you. You're trying to acquire Matt Mervis from me. Not a one-for-one trade necessarily, but that's that's how things have been for a few weeks now. And I'm going to make my situation worse because I'm going to say that I am a lot more optimistic about Brett Beatty and a lot more encouraged by what we've seen from him than, than uh, Matt Mervis so far. So... I don't think either is must roster outside of like rotisserie leagues where you have that extra corner infield spot, but I'm more confident in Beatty uh, making good on his potential rest of way because he's been a disciplined hitter, strikeout rates below 25%, still delivering those premium exit velocities. I'd like to see him play a little more consistently, pretty much always sits against left-handers and the Mets have faced a fair amount of those recently. So I, I just don't know that he's had a chance to get in a groove yet, but I expect him to before the year's done. Maybe Matt Mervis will too. I've, I've held on to him in those Roto leagues where I invested in him in the first place, just in the hope he snaps out of it. But most discouraging to me has been that he struck out at a 33% rate in the majors so far. Part of what made him so exciting as a breakout prospect last year was the strikeout rate below 20% despite all the power. So uh, to see him as a 25-year-old struggle to make contact to the degree he has, pretty discouraging. And it's it's cost him playing time. So we need to see something from Mervis soon. I think we need to see something from Anthony Volpe as well. He is batting 186. The power and speed helps. Nine home runs and 14 steals. But a 605 OPS and a 31% strikeout rate. We know that Oswald Peraza is currently playing very well down at AAA. Also, uh, Volpe is still 84% rostered. Should he be? Seems a little high. It seems a little high. Now, I, I've i actually held on to him even in a shallower points league. I've come close to dropping him a few times. He's my backup shortstop to Dansby Swanson. And the bench, I like to keep those spots avail- available for pitchers mainly in that format. I haven't dropped Volpe yet. But it's certainly justifiable if I if I had dropped him. I think 
I think the the leagues where you're most likely to hold on him again are roto leagues because the thing Volpe's done best is steal bases. He's 14 for 14 in that category, and and obviously that's the format where they're most important, where you have that extra middle infield spot to fill traditionally. And in those leagues, you probably don't give up on Volpe until the Yankees give up on Volpe. But I kind of feel like the Yankees are close to giving up on Volpe because of how well Oswald Peraza has been performing in the minors. And remember, he entered spring training as the favorite for the role. On paper, he's a better defender at shortstop. So there's a lot of justification for them to go ahead and make that swap. If they do, then it'll be hard to hold on to Volpe in fantasy, any format. Mm -hmm. Let's quickly talk about some pitchers here, Scott. Three rookies that have pitched very well. Hunter Brown, Tanner Bybee, and Bobby Miller. Uh, One who has... Not been great since being recalled is Taj Bradley in five starts since returning to the Rays, a 4.63 ERA and a 1.5 whip. And Bryce Miller, he uh, gave a 15 earned runs in his previous two starts, and then he went out on Monday, uh, pitched six innings of one-run ball with six strikeouts up against the Miami Marlins. So there's five names there. Bryce Miller, Bobby Miller, Taj Bradley, Tanner Bybee, and Hunter Brown. How would you rank that group? A lot of B names. A lot of B names here. Okay, so uh, I, I think Hunter Brown has to be number one. He has that great combination of of a high ground ball rate and also pretty good, pretty good bat missing ability. And uh, I think it's it's germinating in a beautiful way here. He's he's become everything we want Hunter Brown to be. So he's number one. I'm going to put Bobby Miller, too. He's been the most surprising for me in a positive way. The numbers in the minors the last two years really weren't all that great, despite the good scouting reports. Uh, but he just has a really deep arsenal to go along with a high-velocity fastball that may be not a good bat misser in itself, but he, he has a great pitch mix and is making good on it, getting a lot of ground balls himself. So Bobby Miller has been very impressive. He's number two for me. Tanner Bybee, number three, has been very solid. I'm going to go Bryce Miller for ahead of Taj Bradley, but it's more because I'm down on Bradley than because I'm up on Bryce Miller. I think Bryce Miller saved his bacon in, with, in, in this start against the Marlins because you know after allowing combined 15 earned runs in the previous two, if he got crushed by the Marlins, he would have been dropped everywhere, I imagine. Um, but he had a great start. Still vulnerable with mostly just a fastball to work with, at least with, you know, that's really his one effective pitch. So I'm nervous about Bryce Miller, but I'll rank him fourth. Taj Bradley has just been totally underwhelming since returning from the minors, where he was a da- disaster after you know initially coming up, having success, got sent down surprisingly. Terrible at AAA. He's come back and been really underwhelming. So I don't know. I think Taj Bradley is less than must roster at this point for sure. All right, for more extensive fantasy baseball coverage, listen to the Fantasy Baseball Today podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, the Odyssey app, or anywhere else podcasts are found. Thanks for listening to Fantasy Baseball Today in 5, and we'll be back again tomorrow. Bye-bye. Every sport has their big, juicy controversy. Boxing has the Mike Tyson ear bite. Cycling has Lance Armstrong. Baseball has its steroid era. Curling has... Broomgate. It's a story of broken relationships, houses divided, corporate rivalry, and a performance-enhancing broom. It was a year I'd like to forget. Broomgate. Available now.